You're fucking, you're funny, dude. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Talk about All right, well, what's your number? Well, here's the thing, Max. You are very funny and a very comfortable stand-up comedian, which I think you have to be comfortable to be a stand-up comedian, but a lot of times- Or to be funny in general. Yeah, yeah, but a lot of times when comedians start off, and I don't even know how many years you've been doing stand-up. How long have you been doing stand-up? Um, since 05. Okay. Oh, oh, shit. Shit. oh, a very long time. Okay. Yeah. Well, that I can sense that comfortability. <laughs> oh, then, man, actually, you're pretty shitty. Now, like, hey, no, 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 because a lot of times when you first start stand-up, especially when you f- feel some success, you'll chase that mm-hmm. instead of just being aware, being present, and being, you know, like a, a growing as a comedian. Yeah. You'll be like, oh, this five minutes works. I'll do this five minutes for the next five years. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> because it's working a lot of that. I mean, it's kind of been easy for me over like the past since 05, honestly, because I haven't seen any success. So it's kind of easy to just kind of talk about whatever you want. Oh my Word. gosh, yo. <laughs> I, no, 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 that's awesome. No, I feel that, bro. Listen, listen, I love that because I'm the same way, bro. I love this. I, when I explain, like, um, when people see me do well, uh, like, especially somebody that I'm intimate with or somebody just when we're talking, it's like, man, can, can, can't you wait until we're selling out the clubs and we're doing the stadiums and yada, yada, yada? And I'm like, damn, that's cool. But I so much enjoy this moment of, yo, nobody knows who I am. Yeah. And when I go out there and kill, they're like, who's that guy that we never seen before kill? They don't expect nothing from me. They don't fucking, I'm just the guy. Sometimes they might even think I look unfunny. Yeah, no, yeah. that's why I fuck with this podcast. Because there's like 15 people that really fuck with us. And then like tune in every week. Mm. And I don't really care about every everyone else. And that's kind of like my... I totally understand that. And that's like why I like, um, you've seen it before too, when like we run the show and you kind of, you find like the diamond in the, in the rough, you know? Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And then like when, I, when, ah, when there's, there's two, two people swing and they, and they miss and that third person, you're like, oh man, we're about to switch sides to defense now. I don't want to be on defense. Mm-hmm. And then that person gets on stage and they knock it out the park. You're like, oh, we're back, bitch. What's exactly. up? <laughs> What's up? Allie, Thank you, bro. So Allie like runs the bar from, runs the bar for our show i'm only putting in quotes because you can't leave yeah no no she uh she's the host yeah the unofficial host she's an offstage host so and she's not in the comedy community as much as anyone else down corleone in the uh no i'm never (laughs) so she she pulls the strings so like unless i break down like the the comics that are on the lineup and show them photos which i never show her photos of who everyone is she doesn't know who people are unless she really knows yeah and she thinks it's so funny when like someone who acts and doesn't act like and doesn't look doesn't act like and doesn't look like a performer gets brought up on stage. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome. She's like, that's always great. <laughs> it's like one punch man. Yeah. You don't think he's going to be that that's tough? And then see, see, uh, kills the fuck out I of you. think that's what comedians like. When you see a rapper, you know the rapper. When you see the painter, you know the painter. You yeah, know yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the poet. You know the chakras person. Yeah, when yeah. When you see you a know. comedian, you never really know. You never know what you're going to get. You, yeah. you most of the time, you'd be like, yo, who's this killer over there? Yeah, yeah, that's like a box of chocolates, bro. <laughs> I, um, I, I kind of always thought of like some performing comedy as like, um, 
like a cat pitcher, cat like a baseball pitcher catcher relationship. Um, sometimes a pitcher is going to go in there and not have a good day, but you kind of have to like throw your shit, have someone hit a home run off of you, mm. take it off your chest, mm. and go out the next day. Mm. Mm. That's what's up. We were getting really into baseball references off camera earlier. Yeah. But uh, to the right of me, I have a very close friend of mine. Uh, we're doing a new thing. We're riffing first, bro. That's what we're getting right into it. I'm confusing our audience now. This is, That's all I want to do. I want to confuse y'all. So now... When they turn it on, they're like, how long have I been watching? Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we're going to fade in from black. It's a, whole, it's a whole production now. But to the right of me, I know uh, I'm going to speak for Sean as well. Uh, this is a close friend of both of ours. <laughs> He's laughing because I, he spoke for me earlier. And I, I, just, I shout out him for it. But I'm going to speak for both of us right now. I'm going to say this guy's a close friend of ours. Uh, he's a fucking hilarious comic. I didn't re- find that out until recently. Uh, you fucking killed it both times I've seen you perform. Um, against a hell of odds, too. The room was already like, mm. And this will fucking kill it both times. So no, man. I did like. I, I hold on, hold on. Let me finish oh, the yeah. intro. Let me finish <laughs> the <laughs> intro. <laughs> and then we can fucking big this fool up again. Uh, great comic producer of the Green Room. Uh, it's a show here in LA. Uh, first Friday every month. Every month. There it is. It's uh, it's a really good show. It's a good time. A lot of weed. A lot of food. A lot of drinks. Okay, come out next time. Give it up for everybody. Max Goldman. Max Goldman. But yes, you were saying. Oh, no, no. I definitely feel what you're saying about uh, it was against the odds. I I think Max likes that. He embraces that. He likes the hell room. Mm -hmm. He likes the harder... He likes the hardest. He likes the road less travel. Yeah. Like, like if it's an easy, good crowd and they're laughing, he'll go up there and purposely be, be extra silly to be like, ah, oh, I gotta, I gotta give myself a little handicap. Let me make y'all uncomfortable for a little bit. It was a one arm this time, I bet. And and then when it's a hell room, he's like, ah, oh, all right. Uh, he never shies away from that, and I love that because. Uh, I go out a lot of times. I've been in several different, I would say, we see it a lot, comedy clicks. Comedy clicks, where it's like, yo, that's a group of comedians. And in that comedy click, you kind of know who the opener is. You kind of know who the whatever is. But in my comedy clicks that I've been in, I enjoy being that person who takes the bullet. And I see that same thing in you. You'd be like, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. uh, That's one of my favorite opportunities is getting thrown into a tough situation and turning into a positive one and like having fun with it exactly yeah, and yeah, it doesn't have, and i don't it's very selfish of me because i don't i don't care if it's fun for anyone else i just want it to be fun for me that's the vibe i get and that's what i feel like kind of aids your success mm-hmm. are you be comfortable honest. being uncomfortable yeah oh yeah i'm comfortable making other people uncomfortable i as long as it serves me <laughs> as long as i come out um, satisfied at the end, happy, funny. If I think a situation's funny, I will put myself in Does that stem from anywhere? Is that just in comedy? Like, were you always, like, uh, 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 comfortable being uncomfortable? Like, did you learn that from, I don't know, a, a coach or your dad? Like, did where, where did that develop from? Um, I don't know. I, uh, I grew up in a family, uh, like, a small family. I have a little sister. 
and two parents that are still there. And I always felt like I never was able to get a word into a conversation. Ah, okay. I feel you. So I was, I always like sat back and listened to people talk and make fun of themselves in a way. How much older are you than your sister? I'm exactly three years. Oh, okay. Okay. So as soon as you got your talking going. Yeah. So like another one, (laughs) I guess I just learned, um, time and place and comedic timing, like within my family. And if you kill it in front or if you bomb in front of your family, like that's probably like, they'll let you know for a long, long time. Yeah. Yeah. That shit won't die. Mm -hmm. That shit does not die. Especially in uh, Hispanic families, bro. You can shit yourself when it's still appropriate to shit yourself. Oh, yeah. And they'll be like, look at this fucking shitty ass fool like 20 years later. <laughs> Remember you shot your pants? I was like, bro, I was a child. I was a fucking child. I was bro. in preschool. Yeah. I, I, I had an accident. Yes, bro. You're allowed one or two in elementary school, bro. So I just, I, I grew up with like a really crass family, like um, a, a family that like, they always told. Like they didn't, they encouraged me to do better in the shittiest way. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's very loud, yeah, bro. I mean, you know, it's elaborate. I don't really understand because I, I'm, I want to ask you questions because I was on the opposite end. I was the youngest. Yeah. So you being an older sibling, like I, what, what was this like? Okay. So you said they encouraged you and you said in the worst way possible. In the worst way possible. So like. They would never be like, oh, yeah, that's funny. You should keep that. They never. They would never be like, oh, take that to the comedy club or anything like that. Or you should go do theater. That was never like a conversation. Like, mm. it was an encouragement in that way. It was um, when they notice something. Make fun of it until you're done, until you don't do it anymore. It wasn't that. Is I think, like, whenever they saw that me, like, I got into something, they, they were in, into it. Like, when I got into a play, they were there. When I did track, uh, they were there. The comedy thing, I think they just kind of sat back and watched. Like, I know, I, I see where this goes. Yeah, like, I didn't yeah, tell yeah. jokes or anything like that. Like, both my grandparents, both my grandfathers were in the army, and they, they told jokes in the army. But they're... Their jokes were like, you, like, they, like they were just like they would shoot the shit kind of like yeah they were and shit. No, 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 they were whole court. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's what I mean. Like yeah, yeah. shooting the shit. So yeah. they knew how to do that. Hey, Goldman's really funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. So like, what war? What, what can I ask? So uh, my grandfather was in World War Two. That's crazy. On one side. That's what I was saying. Like uh, as a Jew fighting. Uh, your grandfather is Jewish, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he passed fighting, away a while ago, but yeah. Fighting World War II, that's pretty fucking... And he never crazy. talked about stuff like that. Ah. Uh, God damn, do you have any old artifacts? Um, From, like, them being, like, uh, no, soldiers? I wish. Um, My grandfather on my dad's side had a really bad time, and when he came home, he had even worse of a time, so he never talked uh, about that stuff. It was actually, like, really intense story. God, I can only it. imagine that, that. That's, like, the war. So... Yeah, the war. Yeah. He was always quiet and talking about that, that type of war stuff, but when he, like, they, like, my, my great-uncle, they, like, he was able to tell jokes like that until yeah, 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 yeah. he passed away. He, he, they know one-liners like that. <laughs> and I was never able to write shit like that. All I, I, yeah, I know what you mean. I just, I liked, um, I like telling stories of real stuff that happened because sometimes real shit 
is whether it's funny or not like it's it's, interesting. it's it really interesting. It's interesting yeah and i got like i also like listening to the moth moth on npr people telling real stories about shit stuff that's happened gotcha and something like even though something doesn't have a punchline like shit's pretty funny if it's yeah if it's poignant enough if sometimes life just makes makes shit funny yeah, and the I, irony of life and shit, you know. I also grew up like okay, but I, and I agree with y'all. But like the same way, because a lot of times uh, when you're not a comedian, people will ask you. People will ask comedians like, "How do you come up with material? Do you like sit down and write it?" And I get totally what y'all saying about how it can be so much more funny and interesting when it's just a story you tell. But I think about like, I don't know, like old couples mm-hmm. who have been together for years or when you go over people's houses on holidays and the wife is like hey husband tell the tell the car story he doesn't have to think Yo, about i discovered that he doesn't bro. have to think about oh i wrote this story down yeah, yeah. but it's he just, just tells story. the car yeah, story. story and each time he tells the car story it's just a it little gets bit. a little bit better mm-hmm. yep it gets a yeah, little bit i know how to hit this point mm-hmm. i know where to go here i know that they're going to respond to this and that's what we're doing we're you know reimagining those stories and i think that that's where those punchlines or that comes in it's like oh i know where i'm driving i yeah. feel that i know this road now my i uh I, I was talking about this with my last lady uh we went out to dinner one time with my family and like on my dad's side of the family so my dad his wife new kids and everything my sisters and shit but we didn't really like you know we didn't grow up a lot <laughs> together <laughs> I so now they're telling us stories and I noticed that these fools, like, they enjoy stories. They love stories. Mm. Like, uh, my my ex, she went to the bathroom and shit. And she, like, my brother told a fucking great story. It was, we had, he had everybody rolling, laughing and shit. <laughs> Everyone's dying. She comes back from the bathroom and my sister's like, tell, tell her the story. Tell her the fucking story about the thing and the thing. And then. He's trying to set it up. Everyone's so excited. They're all interrupting him. And then, and then my sister, my oldest sister, like, uh, she's younger than me, but she's the oldest of them. And she goes, she's tired. Like, shut the fuck up. Shut up. Shut up. Let him tell it because he knows how to tell it fun. He's the, he's the, he's he's the, the story guy. Yeah, he's yeah, the story yeah, guy. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And so he, and, um, I saw him summarize the story he just told. He's like, I'm not going over this whole fucking five-minute story again. Here's the three-minute version. Ah! And he get, and you were like, oh, <laughs> yeah. You're like, actually, can you make it five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, can I, can I, can I, uh, okay. So this older brother dynamic, like, cause you seem like a cool ass older brother from the, I, I think I met your sister twice at your show. And then I found out that she was neighbors to our good friend, Jonathan. Yeah. On the show. Get the <laughs> fuck out. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, she lived in the same, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, they, they moved. But where then. we do the mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she used to live there. Yeah, that's there. crazy. That's it's hilarious. I, dude, I used to bomb and probably <laughs> she used to hear me bomb. Every in the yard, yeah. Oh, yeah. She didn't tell me that until she left too. She's like, oh yeah, um, they're doing, they do comedy there for the past couple of years. That's kind of fucked up. She knows you do comedy. She's like, I don't want this fool coming to my house. She'll, bro. she'll do but that. You, you seem like you seem like uh, my older brothers were like this for me. Mm-hmm. 
they were the bridge yes. for me to my parents. Did they beat the shit out of you? Well, yeah, but that that that, I, <laughs> that, that was that was the cost. Yeah. yeah, it was like, yo, I get to, I have no power in the world, so I have power over you. But with that power, I will love you like no one else. See, I people tell me all the time that I should have beat the shit out of my sister when I had the chance. You can't do that. No, sister. Nah, the sister that's fucked up. You beat up your you sister. You beat up your little brother, bro. Okay, look, I used to fight my little sister. You try to kill your little brother. It's making you tough. It's making you yeah. strong. You oh try to kill your little brother. I'm gonna I choke you till you pass the fuck out. I used to fight my little sister all the time. Um, my stepsister. Me and my stepbrothers, we used to fight her all the time, bro. <laughs> I just not related to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But brought me into this family and they beat the shit out of me. No, 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 no. Well, no, it was what the opposite. Doing here? It was oh, like, you came into their family. I came into their family wow. and I was like, oh, we all we all fight? Alright, pet. And, <laughs> and so You had to show your place in the in the in the dynamic. <laughs> and so but no, she would fucking try us all the time. And then we'd be like, come on, don't make us do this. And she would hit us hard. Oh, oh, she would come on like, nah, y'all are below me. You'd be like, yo, chill out. <laughs> See, my sister's just easy to make fun of. Like, that that's like a, the like you would roast each other. Oh, well, no, I just roast the shit out of her. But like, ah, okay, okay, okay. Her roast, like, she she went like her roast should be a lot better. Like, she roast she writes a lot better than me. So she she she'll dig into you. In a way, like that's truthful, but like we all have those problems. <laughs> ah, <laughs> you dented your car last week, you shitty driver, and I'm, I'll be like, bro, like your car's trashed as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's like shit like that where like I could, I could totally tear into her for, you know, comedically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I feel. I got mad yesterday. I was uh, me and my boy Les Swift. We do a stream together where we just talk shit to each other while we play video games. <laughs> and before the stream started, this will hit me with a hard one, with like a, a personal shit. Mm. And I was like, "Hey, man, before we get started with the stream, let me just tell you to go fuck yourself, right quick, okay?" Is we're supposed to keep it fun. Hey Lou, uh, you gotta watch off your blood pressure. <laughs> like, to like, yeah, or like, or just like relationship type shit. I'm just like, hey bitch, don't make me. I have a lot of shit I can say around. You know, I'm gonna be an asshole. I want to tell you about a time where the the flip switch so crazy, like how the energy. What? So I'm at uh, I'm playing basketball at LA Fitness. Yeah, and I'm with my best friend. And we've been best friends since elementary school, third grade. This is oh yeah, LA, LA Fitness? No, 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 I'm in a New Jersey LA Fitness. But I'm, they have I'm, LA Fitness yes, outside LA Fitness is everywhere. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I forgot to tell you that. Everybody wants to be in LA shape. <laughs> and they'll open up, they'll open up an LA Fitness in like an old, old movie theater, too. Yeah. That's yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. hard. Bunch of treadmills like where the seats used to be and shit. Everybody watching one movie. <laughs> and then like a racquetball court there. So That's I'm in there, hilarious. I'm in there hooping. I'm with my best friend. And we start going at it. And you know, when you are familiar with somebody the trash talk really comes out so like yeah, i know yeah, this yeah. guy so he said something to me like he goes by me you ain't never been able to guard me and i was like what you didn't even play <laughs> and so and so you don't so, know me that long <laughs> but i did i've known him since the third grade so i know that he might not have made varsity i went to college so i'm like i'm old and out of shape but he's bust, he's a trainer now so he's in he's busting my ass so i'm like so we're going oh at late in shape when you get in shape later on in life you're an asshole about it that's the thing you're a fucking asshole about it from dog. 21 to 30 i can't been wait to shape. be a douchebag bro i can't fucking wait <laughs> But so so we're going at it, and I'm he's starting to get personal. I'm starting to get personal, and I, I'm saying shit like, "Oh, you want me to hire some cameras to come in here so you can finally have a highlight tape?" God I'm, damn, I'm, son! I'm, I'm, I'm God damn, in. Son. He's going in on me. 
He's going Woo! on me. So then I love a good trash talk, talk, bro. So then the the uh right, 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 I can go there, right, right. You know I got shit. But so then <laughs> right, the manager yeah. of the gym or whatever, the guy at the front desk. He comes in. Yo, y'all need to chill out. He comes bro. in and say we gotta chill. We both immediately turn on him. And it's like, Fuck you. don't fucking yell at my friend. I yell at my friend. <laughs> if you yell at my friend, we'll both fuck you up. And then we got in the car together and was happy that we got mad at him. <laughs> that's why, that's why I don't get involved with uh what is it called lovers quarrels oh yes yes yeah, yeah. you don't get involved with someone that's known each other for that long bro <laughs> you think you're doing the right thing like hey don't you look like this fool looks like he's about to hit his lady you're like hey yo fucking relax and, and they, they both turn out yeah yeah i'm like hey bitch don't use me as therapy i was trying to help you out don't call my boyfriend bitch <laughs> <laughs> Yo, don't fucking use me to better your relationship, you fucks. Um, I love where we're recording. Was you a toxic boy? Was I toxic? Yeah, never. Like, like, life? I, I, I feel like. like, like what's I, the worst thing you ever did to anyone? Go no, right no, now, no, on camera. That was a deep. Yeah. Did you kill anyone? <laughs> you ever kill somebody? Where's the bodies next? <laughs> oh, no. I'm a I'm a human of circumstance. No, have, yeah. have you learned through trial and error? Oh, like, ha, ha, yeah. has your relationship uh, history been a colorful one, or ha, ha, do you feel like you choose good partners? My relationship with comedy, or my relationship with no, no I, I'm talking about your intimate relationship, like your dating your dating life. Do you, do you feel like you choose good partners? No, in the past, <laughs> like right now, no, not at all. No, no actually, no. I don't know what I'm doing here. No, I'm just um. I would say, like, through school, no. But, like, when you're in school, you're forced to be with those people. Yeah, you kind of are a victim of choice at that point. It's a sample size of humanity. I dated people that I went to school with, and then I was, like, that person that, like, oh, my girlfriend's at another school. But, like, when you're in the Valley, like, you kind of meet people and social media, people people like, anyway. Hmm. Um, But I was, in my last school of relationships, I was set up on blind dates, so if there's a problem, it's all my friends. It's not on me. Oh, this is for me. God damn. On a blind date, do you feel pressure to make it work for your friends? Um, it's like, yo, we got to be in this social setting together with these other people. That's a great dude. How do we remain cordial? Do we act like we like each other? Do we like each other? Is it because like when you're on that date, is that common bonding factor? The fact that you guys are in this friend group? Like, I think it just depends. Like you got, you, you don't want to like give it your all on your first time like i i don't consider that as my five minutes mm. oh like you're not doing your tight five on the no blind no, date? no 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 there i would be doing my best fucking five minutes bro on my on a blind date there are certain oh, things that i i just want to be i like approval there's so, certain there's like, like certain things that i like i did on like a fir- first date i 100 percent do not like talking asking someone what do you do for work mm-hmm. so i will avoid that why is that I just think it's boring. I don't yeah, like I that either. I don't like really? I feel like it's a very, it's almost like, hey, how much do you pay for rent? It's, it's a calculating question. So yeah. I can I can judge how much I have to value you. Yeah. For me, it's like when I ask that question, I want to hear how long your answer is. Oh, how interested are you in? How interested yeah. are you into what you do? But there's another way to ask that. Like, what are you passionate about? Yeah, and, your... and to me, if they could talk about that forever, like, I feel like they're only going to talk about that. It's you, only that. But yeah, if you yeah. could figure out a way to like if that's your if your work is your only life i'm only going to hear that but if, yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. if i don't ask you about work ever like i didn't find out what ali did 
on until like the third day. Also, it's a nice filler question. I feel like it's not so surface level <laughs> that you're just like, fuck this guy. Yeah. But it's also like, I don't know enough about you. So let me ask what you do for a living. You, you do, do that for eight hours a day, most likely. You're probably going to have a little bit of your personality is going to come out of it. Yeah, you got to be a little bit more creative. Yeah. I, yeah. And exactly. Allie actually felt the same way on her like she didn't want to ask oh you met you met your current girl yeah, on met, a blind date as well yeah my, my cur- current girlfriend on, on a blind date 100 percent. that's pretty sick hmm. mm-hmm. so it worked out huh yeah it worked out we've been together for eight years um we've been on and off i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> no, Dude, when you hear that in a story in a relationship origin story you're like if it's that if that comes up in the first 30 seconds you're like oh man Dude, I, I don't know i think that's uh, beautiful I, I think a little on and off is healthy, but especially that can't know. come up in the first thirty seconds, though. Okay, of your, right. of your origin story, you're like, oh, y'all had some problems. I asked y'all my had dad. Problem problems. I asked my dad, like, how how do you meet mom? And they also met on a blind date. They met. Oh, shit. Yeah, wow. they met on a blind date under the um under the um under the bell the tower in Temple University. Do you feel like this is a healthy way to meet? Like, do you feel like your friends? Because a lot of times. That's why I asked you, do you feel like you pick good partners? Like, we we ignore the red flag. I fall in love with pe- people every day. Whoever. Trust me. Hey, you like me, I like, like, I like you too. Right. <laughs> then when you said I like, like you said, you don't give your first five minutes, I'm like, yo, if she laughs at my crowd work, oh, I'm giving her the yeah, yeah. special. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, are we vibing? Oh, well, let's watch this. Man. Here, look at my notebook. I got iPad games. I got- <laughs> let's let's dig deep until you don't like me no more. No, let's uh, let's get now. Let's get into Max a little bit. Oh uh, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying. We, I feel like we kind of got a little bit of more backstory. Let's get the four story. Yeah, bro. Let's, me too. give me the um, give me the the press junket. Um, you're you're promoting something. What, what are you promoting? Go ahead. Now, oh, sell, yeah. sell yourself to, to America, bro. Um, okay. Uh, my name's Max. Um, for a certain amount of money, I'll get nude on camera. <laughs> How much money? 350 Okay, next episode. We'll, I don't have the cash. We, we talk about this a lot, but Max has a staple in the community. Oh, are you talking about the green room? Hell oh, yeah. oh, I thought you were that, like, nude. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, yeah. He's he got a centerfold in the yeah, yeah. He's, 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 he's <laughs> That's what you meant by staples. Is exactly. a staple in the middle. No, but uh, okay. So let's let me sell you a little bit. Okay, thank you. I'll, I'll take it. it. I, it's, okay. it's really hard. I, I didn't. I don't talk about myself ever. Yeah, no, don't. You, it's hard to, bro. Yeah. Even though that's what we do for a fucking living, all of us. When someone's like, hey, so tell me about yourself. You're like, I'm not a person. I'm not a real person. I don't actually exist. I'm a fucking idea. I just have these fucking thoughts. I wear a size medium and I wear wrap cables really well. Yeah, there you go. Hey, that's, that's what's up. But no, I asked you this earlier, but I can condense my question. Oh, yeah, I'll listen. All right, word. I'll listen to all I fucking also. So, so uh, the green room. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a stable. It's a comedy show. It's one of the premier 420 comedy shows here in LA and it's been going on for three years now we've been since like 08 08 yeah oh damn so he knew since before I met him but we've been on and off for a while so oh see it happened in the first 30 seconds bro his relationship with his comedy show is probably rocky let's hear the story let's hear the story I had a whole different girlfriend so eight years ago She booked all the wrong comics. Yeah, it was terrible. We had to go under for a little bit. 
she didn't know how to work the door. <laughs> but uh, uh, so um, with the green room, you said since 08? Yeah, yeah. Okay, since 08 here in Los Angeles. God, that's, that's pretty fire, fire dog. Fucking pound that. Sixth grade. Yeah, I've been here since 05, 06, or until 01. So you start, so you I'm started the show when you were in fucking sixth grade, bro? Oh, no, sorry. I'm trying to remember when was oh, no, no, it. Wait, did I say 08? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, 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 oh so wow. This is in 10th grade. Like, no, yo, we no, got no, the, no. We got the weed show this weekend. I'm sorry. Damn, son. I'm sorry, guys. I started this in 2018. Oh, 10 years later. Okay. So that's four years. Yeah, four years. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was right. I was right. That's right. Okay. <laughs> so you started around the time that we met then. Yes, yes. I thought yeah, I, I thought was correct. Fuck yeah, dude. You're, like, you're just making it up. Throwing me all off. I'm sorry, guys. Okay. 2018, you start the, the, the green room. Yeah. My first experience coming to LA was 2016. Mm-hmm. And then a year and a half later, I moved there. To LA, I moved here to LA. So you visited, then you came. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So when I, I first came, LA, when I first came to LA, there were still rec cards with the weed. Mm-hmm. So yeah. weed wasn't necessarily this super popular legal thing. It was still kind of an obscure thing. And you started a weed show, uh, a four twenty friendly show, where people can come and smoke weed at the show. Like, what inspired that? Like, uh, did, did you just always see weed as this? Uh, corporate venture or, or uh, you know, what, what started that? I wanted my friends to show up. <laughs> I just wanted uh, people to come yeah, and hang yeah. out and, like, not feel like that they were... Hey, like, man, I got some weed. Yeah, pretty much. To yeah. The show. <laughs> yeah, guys, come on. Like, I got comedy and you guys could blaze there. Pretty much. <laughs> the world's already doing it. You're just yeah. like, hey, come on. Also, that one place where you can go and smoke or go and drink, it's very, very much needed, bro. Like, we had, everyone has, every friend group has that one homie, you know what I mean? Like the, um, oh, you can smoke at his crib? Yeah, and it's all good. Mm. And, and you ain't got to worry about nobody. Yeah, yeah. That's the only house you're ever at, bro. Yeah, that's the yeah. only house you go to for or, party or, 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 or if you find a bar where the owner is like, nah, go ahead, get your shit off. You'd be like, oh, shit, we can smoke in there? Yeah. Like, can I marry you? <laughs> that's the first, I, I that's smoked the first one time when you go to somebody's house. Hey, can we, uh... <laughs> that's what that painting's for bro remember i said yo that one particular pi- this picture by the way you guys can't see it but we got a picture of saul goodman yes and uh dale denton over here uh when they first meet and uh, that cross joint you sell i don't sell percocets man <laughs> <laughs> percocets man when i met the oh, owner man. of the place and uh uh, this picture was in here when i met him we're both standing here and i asked him straight up hey can i smoke in here and he gives me a look like Come on, man. And you, and all you gotta do is point to the picture. That's all it is. Like I was stupid for asking. <laughs> and now this is my favorite place to record, bro. Because we can this is the spot. We come, we smoke, we fucking get our shit done. The hardest part about that entire thing was like. So in 2018, you start this. Yeah. It was. What was? What was the challenges? Like, what did you finding a venue? That, that was cool with we. Not just that, that like one. Cause that sounds tough as fuck. Well, cause you'll find you'll <laughs> a find, licensed corporation place, fucking that uh, actual. You'll find motherfucking company, bro. But you'll find places that will like will be like, give us two grand, and you can do whatever the fuck you want here. Oh yes, yeah, but like, but yo, I don't, I don't want to be. Shout that. out to my Armenian homies, bro. You know what I'm saying? They months. You know, I you paid the legal fees. You grease a couple elbows. Everything's cool, man. No, you want people that want you. You that want you there. Mm. So we we found a place that wanted us there, and then you kind of want to create an environment that people want to hang out in. Like, mm-hmm. have ah. you ever been on an open mic where people do their shit and leave? 
Yeah. I hate that yeah. shit, man. Yeah. And I can't, so you can't just tell people like, hey, don't leave. Yeah, hey, don't leave. So you have to create an environment. I hate those. <laughs> I leave out of spite sometimes. I'm like, watch me. You want people like to be <laughs> like, even notice. like, hang out and chill and watch a good show. So you have to have a good run of show. And that, the creating a run of show and producing something that's just beyond people talking on stage is a little bit harder to get. And that's also something that you need to get through to the venue. You're too. trying to curate the vibe. Yeah, yeah. I feel that. Curate the vibe. Mm -hmm. Don't fucking do me like that, bro. <laughs> Why would he do that, dude? That's curate, fucked up. You gotta curate the vibe. So, so in 2018, you start uh, curating this vibe. Mm -hmm. At what point do you feel like you're like, oh shit, I got a rhythm. I, I caught a vibe here. Day I got one. something going. Day one. From day oh, one. Okay. Day one. From Hell show one. So, like, I've been doing comedy open mics since 05. And so you know what the scene looks like. Yeah. You know what something looks like when it's working. Yeah, you know what you know what what you know what it looks like when it's working. You try to create that vibe. You you want to, and I know, I know this sounds weird, but you want it to look like that people are having a good time. Mm -hmm. So you try to create. You put a line out front of the door, mm -hmm. so people are driving by. It looks like shit's going on. Ah, you let them wait a little bit. Wait, let them wait, wait a little. Wait a line. Also, I learned this from my my like salivate. I learned this from like my grandfather's that. funeral. You take seats out of there. So people are standing up in the back, so it looks more crowded. How popular? Oh, hey, your grandpa was OG. He's like, yo, when I die, you take out that back row. Standing room only. You take out that back row. You're gonna play musical chairs, and there better be at least three motherfuckers crying, bro. If three motherfuckers ain't crying, I'm coming back. I'm gonna haunt you, motherfuckers. I'm at my grandfather's funeral, and um, I always thought my dad was like a patriarch, so I always thought he'd be like the person to keep it cool on or something like this. But really. So he's like crying. Those are always the dudes that really? cry. That's always the guy that cries the most at the funeral. Yeah. So my fucking dad, rock hard stone, bro. So my dad's crying and I, I'm like, I try to console him and I'm like, um, Zeta, who's my grandfather in, in Yiddish, Zeta would be so happy that all these people are here right now. And he looks at me and he's like, he'd be so pissed that no one's standing up in the back. <laughs> That's a man knowing his pop. That is hilarious. <laughs> so from 13 on, I'm like, I'm going to remove those empty seats. Right, right, mm -hmm. right. Yeah, yeah. You dead? I got you. Yeah. Also, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> you're standing, Lou. Sean's standing. Sean, yeah, me, Sean, Allie, and like whoever we're talking to, always standing, yeah. bro. Always it, in the back. It in the cool. way. By the door. It looks cool. We, we do it for you. We're practicing for at the green room. We do it for you, bro. <laughs> we're practicing for Max's funeral. <laughs> Just show up old <laughs> and decrepit. Now, Someone goes up on stage. We go. Ugh, I haven't stood in years, but I'll stand. This motherfucker did not practice his speech. It's also. <laughs> it's also like story. <laughs> He's running the light. Someone light this motherfucker, bro. It's also turned into like a community event. Too like, what you mean? Like, definitely has. Like, I mean, I know what you mean, but has. like my neighbors show up, like, and I'm without inviting them. Oh, yeah, like yeah. people no, that neighbor that is them. their outing now. That's mm -hmm. their outing. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Whether they like partake or not, like you see people, like yeah, that definitely do not look like that they're supposed. Also, to be the option of BYOB at any type of event that isn't like just a normal fucking party. 
Where where we actually changed that, bro? Ah. It was an open bar last time. Yeah, no, well, I, I thought you all were just experimenting. So, so first, is that is that a new thing? Yo, so first we um we had a bar and we sold drinks and stuff like that, but um allegedly, allegedly. Yeah, that's allegedly. a that's allegedly a federal offense. Allegedly. So you don't you're not supposed to do that anymore. So we But uh, he didn't. Just there was uh, a licensed for, bartender at the event. Yeah, he was yeah. Doug allegedly. No, he Doug was Doug had a Oh, he had yeah, yeah. he has a liquor license? Mm-hmm. Doug has a liquor license. Whoa, so you can get a liquor license that travels with you? Yeah. You, you have to be a bartender. You have to be a bartender to um, mix and sell liquor. Oh, okay. you have to have a liquor license to sell to sell it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he could go and mix alcohol at any event, but it just can't be sold. Uh, so we didn't um, so allegedly he, he, you had oh wait yeah, no. yeah. so people came in and brought their own drinks for a while and that was cool but you kind of miss a vibe of having a bar there yeah I feel that so we brought the bar back and we had we had an open bar and that was sick it was Sorry. pretty sick. sick wow sick it was sick yeah try it again one more time <clears throat> hold on alright good good alright 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 Sean pretend we're, uh, yeah we're, we're listening we're listening ready and that was sick. Damn. It was yeah. sick. It was pretty sick. Yeah, it, it creates a vibe. As a producer, like, it's it's another thing to keep in my head, but I, I also, like, it, it's another producing thing that I like. Like, I want to be able to create the drinks at my bar. Ah. Yeah. You do, uh, do you have, have you made any, like, because uh, we know, you know Butter. Yeah. And you have an interesting story about Butter every time I bring up Butter. Oh, my God. And we can get into it afterwards, yeah. but, um. Butter has his own drink called Talent Juice. Have you brought? Have you thought of making any type of uh, specific Talent Juice? Yeah, Talent Juice. Talent Juice. So um, we had Talent Juice for a little bit, and that was. So you featured Butter's drink. No, it wasn't called Talent Juice. This is just Mexican. the Mexican party drink, bro. Okay. The squirt, okay. little squirt, little casadores, you know? So when you're running a show, there's also, you're also, and you're also running the bar, there's things that you kind of have to like take into consideration. There's people that you do not give alcohol ever. Ah. So you have to know those people. You got to know. Yeah, yeah. You know those people beforehand? Fuck yes. Are they usually comics or are they fans? They're like uh, audience members. Fans are harder to tell. It, comics, you know. You know. You know who. I mean, they'll either tell you or you had them on stage and you're like, I can't give you a drink anymore. I feel that. And so, but there's also comics that like go on stage. I've seen a few of those. There's comics that go on stage and they perform so well. Drunk. Drunk. And as much as I want to make a perfect thing happen, encouraging that is not good. Yeah, I feel that. Because you might be the, that might be the day they fucking didn't eat. Exactly. And you also, like, you're responsible, like, even though you're just doing a show, you're responsible for every single person that's there. I feel that. 100%. Hell yeah. You're legally responsible. So, we also have to, we have insurance and shit like that. Oh, that's sick. I didn't know that. So, I gotta make sure no one dies, has a safe ride home besides having a good time. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's what's up. I didn't know that. I broke all your rules. I'm sorry. Right, you <laughs> <laughs> leave here. Get the fuck out. Go home. You can die. <laughs> no, I try to make Sean fucking out here wilding after your shows, bro. You should. <laughs> I try to make sure I'm the last person there. <laughs> Driving like a Grand Theft Auto character. Move. <laughs> but I'll drive you home if you need. I'll take him. No, we're you actually. No, I drive myself lie. every. I, All jokes aside, he has offered us ride home or to kick it out of your place to sober yeah. up. I drive. Do, do you yourself time. have uh, stand up rules that you follow? Yeah. 
like uh, I don't drink, I don't, you know, anything like that? No, no, no. I always, um, I pay everything. I tip people. I always pay. Mm. Um, what do you mean, like when you're performing? Or yeah, yeah. You're, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, and like if I, even if I'm not performing. Is like, there an option to not pay? Because I would totally not 100%. pay. Uh, like, a lot of I don't really pay. understand what you mean. What are you paying for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, That's what I'm saying. So if, when I'm trying, when I'm researching comedians, they'll send me their YouTube pages. Uh, and as, as much as I think people are funny on their YouTube, I want to see them in real life. So I'll go to comedian. Oh, to their show. Yeah, oh, oh, so oh, whether they, they so okay. whether they give me a free ticket or not, I'm gonna pay and support. If they're a cool venue, I'll I'll pay and support. I won't do free drinks if yeah. it's a friend show. I'll hundred percent pay. I'll hundred percent tip the bartender every time, mm-hmm. and I make sure if Ali gets a free drink, you tip on that too. Oh, okay. 100%. That's just something. I feel that. And I that is I hundred percent think that is a family thing. Mm. Damn, I feel like a piece of shit now because one time I showed up to uh, one of your shows and uh, you were busy. And I was like, hey, Max. And you were like, eh. And then like went back to what you were doing and the door guy was like, I don't give a fuck. That's $35. And I was like, ah, oh, God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, God damn no, it. No, I'll... Um, I was hoping he let me in. No, no, no. I, uh, <laughs> that's, that's totally different. You guys don't pay, obviously. But I have a door person who... We have a dirt person that doesn't know anything about the comedy community. Well, this wasn't at your usual spot. This was at... <laughs> oh, my God. And so, yeah, that guy, Jersey Jim, did not recognize me that night. I'm no. <laughs> and honestly, the door, and the door guy is a really... The door person... He's a He's a, he's a, he's a man. He's a very cool dude. Um, and that's another thing. When you are running a show, you are responsible for every little bit and pieces. Like even the guy taking the tickets is over again. Yeah, even the guy, uh, even the person taking the tickets. Um, I had someone come up to me and say, "Hey, your door person's really mean." Like, but I'm like, "What? What do they do?" And like, they asked me for they asked me for um, if I was performing. And I'm like, they're just being like a hard ass. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. "No, you could handle that shit." Yeah, you grow up. Yeah, yeah, you, you could handle that shit. You never been to Avalon? The motherfuckers will violate you yeah. right as you're walking in. I, I started out as the door guy for the green room. I did it yeah, for like a year. Oh, that's what's up. And it was a, it was a. That's, uh, that's what they were talking shit about. Like, yo, this guy at the door. It probably was. <laughs> it was an interesting experience because, like, um, even though I was the door guy, no one respected my authority. Like, no one would. They like, knew you were like, a comic. Yeah, like I would ask them, like, "Hey, do you, do you have a ticket?" They're like, "Yes." Why do I have to show you? Yeah, and I'll be it's like, "Very weird." Uh, they, all right. <laughs> they do it if they do it to me too. If if like even like I don't I don't get it. I think I don't want to say it's a pandemic thing, but people like <laughs> like I try to make it. Eat, I, I put curtains there to make it look like. Yeah, dude, like the only thing that will make it 100% noticeable is if you put someone with a rifle there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Show your ticket, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Tickets. No, yeah, that's. Um... Thanks for talking about my show. Like, uh, I don't, I don't get to talk about it very much. I, I go, I probably do one podcast a year. I'll be, I'll be honest, uh, one podcast a year besides cracking up. But I don't even talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Have have you been to Crack 'em Up recently at all? I have. I haven't done podcasts. Actually, I saw you were there uh, a couple days ago, right? I was. It was. How um, was it? Honestly, I went 
because it was, a, it was a different circumstance. But like, I stopped going because of, uh, I guess, social anxiety. And I like Word. it. I, and I, 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 I genuinely love everyone there. And I want to see people there. No, yeah, same. I don't, I don't understand it. Um, they gave me medication for that now. Word. No, I, I think you do understand it and don't want to talk about it. Because I think it's a very, we talk about this all the time. The store itself, the comedy store, is a very, uh, the social environment there is so intensified. You're perf- you're like, you'll see somebody that you see all the time. But, but when you see them at the store? When you see them at the store, it's completely It's like seeing them at yeah. church. Yes, yes, that's perfect. It's like seeing them at church. Oh, we got to be on our best behavior here. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. ah, it's, it's such a, it almost, I almost want to put on a disguise or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, like uh, and just go in there and be a regular person mm-hmm. and not have to, and I don't even, I'm not, not have to do the dance. I'm not even famous. famous. I'm negative famous. They, they check, check my idea every time I go in there. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's, uh, I felt like I was, I used to feel slighted by that for a little bit because I was there every, literally every week. Yeah. Now I'm like, if I go to the thing and, and you don't ID me, I'm going to be concerned because I'm going to be like, you ain't ID me. nobody, bro. I haven't been here in years. So. I got, I got, it's patted, literally been years since I've gone to the comedy store. I got patted down. They made me take my, uh, my, uh, obviously. <laughs> they made me take, put my stuff back. Can you believe that they took my fucking gun and my knife from me, yeah. bro? These fucking assholes. You know, they took my grenades. I, uh, I, I forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's a it's a social anxiety that I didn't know I had because I was there. I did three three years straight at the comedy at, store in San Quentin. Three years straight in San Quentin. <laughs> I did three years straight at the comedy store and. Um, Literally three years straight, uh, missing. Holy fuck! I think we uh, both of us did two years almost, just about and maybe like a year and a half. Even a, like holidays and shit like that. that is insane. When the owner passed away, we were, I was there. We were pat. <laughs> I was sitting. I was sitting shiva, which is what um, the Jewish mourning period when yeah, yeah. the owner passed away. Do you ever hear about um, at the comedy store that, that uh, once a year? They try to channel the spirit of Andy Kaufman. Bro, there's so much weird shit that they do there. I can't. No, yeah, that place is, uh... Oh, man. There's some... Yeah. I fuck with it. it. I love it because that's, that's right up my alley. All that haunted fucking okay. spiritual... <laughs> when, I, when my hair stand up on my arms, that's why I'm alive, baby. There's, there's weird shit that happens there. I uh, When I worked out in the basement and I saw, like, old menus... Like old menu from like before it was sheephead. You know it was called. It was called like it was called zero. Oh zero. Took that the mob club. Yep, the mafia club. The the basement they renovated it, but they still have storage storage area, and they kept all the shit from when it was zeros. You know what? I feel like uh, this is a good vein because I feel like Max is the type of guy that. You get to be in like weird places, and no one will question you. I, and I feel like you have like this confidence about you. Like I'm supposed to be in the weirdest spot oh of, this, of the place. Definitely does. Where like if I feel like if I go, it's a fifty-fifty. Depending on what day, they'll be like, "Oh, he knows what he's doing," or it'll be like, 
fucking off, like at a paid job, a high end job, fucking off. Unless you got the confidence to say anything. Yeah, yeah, no facts. This fool asked me if I wanted a soda or a water. Yes. While I was working too. I'm like, motherfucker, aren't you doing some work? How are you? We're both working right now, dog. What do you mean? I actually didn't. Never got called back for that job. I've never, uh, I've never, I haven't gotten, I haven't worked since then. <laughs> that was actually, Netflix was a joke. That was the, that was the biggest gig I've had for the highest paid client. And I, that was the least amount of money I've ever gotten paid for. <laughs> for doing that. Shout out to Netflix. The rich kid, rich shout out to Netflix. I was also the only like uh, company representative, so I didn't. I thought you were going to say you were the diversity hire. You were going to be like, God damn. No, I, God damn. I, I learned that sometimes I am. Really? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Let me hear it. Lay it on me. The diversity hire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Baruch Atah Aronai Elohim Malach HaOlam. You're hired. So, so when you're the diversity hire, uh, I, I feel like we've all felt that. And dealt that, with that. That's, that's why, why I'm curious because I'm like, I've I've been that. When, I know you when felt you like are that, that. What is the I guess qualifying, signifying? What are the red flags? How do you know? Yeah, yeah. How do you know? How do you know you're the diversity hire? What do you notice? Know? What, what what do they come at you with that make you feel like, hey, I'm a person. I'm not. Yeah. This that's person. a better way to ask. What okay. I'm trying to say. So like, you don't want to. You, when you look at someone, you don't want to see how they're different. Of gotcha. course. So um, when you're applying for a job and it asks you to check off, like how your disabilities or your ethnicity and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I just check off. Um, I prefer not to answer. Really? Mm-hmm. I used to do that too. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So I'm they, afraid of that answer. motherfuckers ain't gonna get me. They, I'm afraid of that answer. Nah, I'm not being put on that motherfucking list, bro. <laughs> they just assume I'm exotic and they just assume I'm exotic. And yeah, like, oh, yeah. He's, he, he's not from this world. So you, so, oh, so they think they're getting the diversity hire and then you pull up in the morning like, what's up, bitch? What's good? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and, I don't know, like, in Philly, like, that's a huge Jewish community. Uh, but okay. my, my elementary school where I grew up, I was, me and my sister were the only Jewish people. And that's not weird because we look like everyone else, but people always consider us to be, like, uh, exotic. Can I ask you a question? Maybe. <laughs> um, the word, like... Jew. Is that derogatory? Does it depend on how you use it? Or is it usually when you hear that word, like, instead of Jewish person? It depends on how you use it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, if you say, this fucking Jew. Usually, if, when you put a fucking before anything, it's, it's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, if you're Jewish and you... You, you get, get more of a pass. Oh, fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um... But, like, a non-Jew. See, look, because I'm about to say it right now. I was going to say a non-Jew... You could say the word Jew. Like you, could, that... you could say like just like how I use the word black or Mexican. But like um Well no, because it would be like Mexican is is kind of like the whole word. If you were to be like a fucking a Mexi or something, I'd be like, yeah, ah, you're like 
Yeah. So, so, so when, when I when I say Jew instead of Jewish, mm. I feel like some type of way. Like, am I am I overstepping? No, I could be Jew. I could be Jew. I could be brown. I could be Jew. I could be black. You know this guy. I could be purple. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. But yeah, comp green room. Thanks for that, guys. Thanks. All right. So, so, okay, so, so just to put a ball on it, it depends. Really. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It depends. Because like I had, um, I there was someone that I was, uh, I was a fr- I was friends with someone in college, and she's like, hey, you want to hang out? And I'm like, no, I got to study. And she's like, stop being such a fucking. God damn. That's, that's a little bit much, I will say. If there's, yeah, a, if there's a line that's kind of over the line. And I would was say. she also Jewish? No. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, then let's, yeah. Let's, let's, put her, let's put her last name out there so we can get her canceled. <laughs> let's get her fired. Paige, Fuck this bitch. Paige. You bitch. We did a theater class together, and uh, we, we she came over, we rehearsed a few things, and um, we just like got friendly. Do you know where she works? She <laughs> <laughs> <Get> fired. <laughs> he wants to so bad. I know you know where she works, motherfucker. I don't know. It's traumatizing, bro. Yeah, no, I feel you, bro. It's traumatizing. I've never been called that before in my life. Really? One, no, no. I've been called. One thing that I... Uh, feel about Jewish people. And I, I think this is a, it goes across a lot of cultures. Um, oppressed people are funny. Yeah, I can see that. I literally have a j- joke called the jokes. I, I literally have a book called the jokes of oppression, the history of the Jewish people. Like, like, like pe- people, funny. people, people who are like, you know, had to figure it out, guerrilla style, like through trial and error. They got jokes about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They got jokes about the time that they fucked up. Are there, well, the joke is pretty much, it bees like that. That's, 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 that's what, what I'm saying about, like, uh, <laughs> you said that you were the exotic at this school. How does someone know that you're Jewish? Thank you. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um... I think, I think the last name helps a lot. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I also like I went to kindergarten, kindergarten there, and when you're a kindergarten teacher, you want to know like as much as you can about your kid and their family. Ah, uh, I can see that because I remember learning about Armenians mm-hmm. in kindergarten, bro. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a kid named Armin in my class. And like, what kind of fucking name is Armin, bro? And a huge Armin. And you couldn't. And so make fun of. So kindergarten, my kindergarten teacher was like, "Oh yeah, he's Armenian." And I'm like, well, that makes sense. Armin, Armin. And I wasn't publicly different either. Like, I didn't. I don't wear a yarmulke. I don't. I don't do prayers every day. Like, so people know unless you say so. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember like during Hanukkah one year, like it was. I had to do like Hanukkah prayer with my sister from the entire school. Mm. And also, like, wait, hold on. Did they make you do that? Or I'm sure they, I'm sure they asked. And I said, okay. Oh, um, they didn't say like, but, but y'all, y'all were like the only like Jewish kids in the school. Me, my sister, and Sam Saltzman and his sister. Sam Saltzman. I know about Sam Saltzman. Yo, fuck Sam Saltzman. God damn. Okay, so hey, he owes me twenty dollars. That motherfucker. So Sam Saltzman. I'm sure he. Sam. I'm sure Sam's a great person. I'm sure he's still a great person. But yeah, but. If, when when I, if I told someone, 
hey, yeah, I'm, I'm Jewish. Jewish. And, and they, they go, go like, like Sam Saltzman? <laughs> and you go, no, no, not like no, Sam. No, no. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, we're, we're both Jewish. We're both Jewish this way. But he's, like, Jewish. Like, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like he, he doesn't—he doesn't, doesn't say his name like this, but he might as well be like, "I'm Sam Falfin." Uh, I'm Jewish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he—he he was totally a cool dude. Like it was—it was a small, intimate group. This is just me being anti-Semitic against Sam Saltzman. Well, okay, okay that's fine. fine. I do that with my own people all the time too. Tell me if I'm going too far. Yeah. But if you can enlighten me, like me and Lou talk about this all the time. Yeah. Brown beef, inter-brown beef, inter-black beef. Is there like? Beef between orthodox and unorthodox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not like what you think. So is it more like trying to stun on each other with the religion type shit, or like like one 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 people is like ah shut the fuck up, the other people are like no you you motherfuckers. It can get like that, but like orthodox is such a small yet powerful group. Like so you could like orthodox run they they have like private schools in the area. Yeah, but they don't have to teach them how to read or write. You can just teach them how to like just be like, like read read the Torah. Ah, uh, and, and, right? and it counts as school. Yeah, yeah. So, so you so there's beef. We don't with that. So like we we have different. Uh, like y'all stupid. Y'all don't even know algebra, bro. They don't even teach you that shit. It has to do with like assimilation. Assimilation. Oh, okay, okay. So I look like this. Ah. Uh, when you when you think in your head a Jew on the street, you think of top hats. You, you think, think of Sam Saltzman. But in Sam, you think, think of, of what the ASAP Rocky were. Exactly. You think <laughs> yeah, of what Sam Saltzman represents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Sam Saltzman literally wore this every day. So. Oh, okay, got you, got you. Mm. But that what you see of Hasidic people, the Hasidic Jews. That's their style. Like they that. chose to be. That's Mexican cowboys. Yes, that's what that is. Exactly. That is Mexican cowboys. Bro. And, and, and wearing the belt buckles, like motherfucker. What year is it? <laughs> but do you see how some of it, the, like they will, they're all, they're, 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 they're they'll, they'll wear suits. But it's like him the right way. It's like slim cut. Yes. That's yeah. them stunting. Yeah. Yeah. That's them stunting, bro. Like you know, it's not like you're you're Jewish, but you're like that's, that's not uniform. Exactly. It's, it's, it's on the oh, It's on the You got your sleeves rolled up. You're not supposed to roll up your sleeves. It's a style. Mm. You cover you cover yourself. You you dress nice. You don't like bro, I could be hundred percent Hasidic and dress like this and go like they'll let me in the synagogue and shit like that. They'll just look at you funny. Exactly. Yeah, we get a lot of that too. In uh but don't sell culture. But like Hasidics will sell drugs and, and shit. <laughs> like, well, well you, yeah, well, the Sopranos, bro. The Jews were running the fuck up in yeah. the Sopranos, bro. They had it was the Italian mobs and their families, and they would fuck with the black gangs and their families, and then they would fuck with the Jews and their families. Yeah, like, did that come out right? Did that roll off the tongue? Okay, yeah, 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 I'm always, yeah, I'm always, see, I'm always wary, bro. And so, yeah, yeah, so they would fuck with, like, there was, there was, like, everybody's got their own mob. Yeah, and if you Irish mafia, even. But it's even more, it's Hasidic. It's like, like, we all read from the same book, mm-hmm. but um, I don't go to Sabbath. What is the difference? What is, what is uh, Hasidic? Because, yeah, like in, like in The Sopranos, bro, yeah, yeah. I just remember hearing about the Hasidic. It's just co- kosher law. Like, um, 
you, you could even look like, like really fundamental, so like Christian evangelists, kind of, but I don't even think of it as that intense. Like, I, I 100% would rather be a Christian fundamental. Oh, sorry, I would rather be Hasidic than a Christian fundamental. Oh, yeah, no, I was gonna say, but hell nah, motherfuckers gotta go out on Sunday and try to convert people, fuck all that. Yeah, and women have. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I do notice that, like um, the Jewish religion is a lot uh, more. They care about their women. I feel like a lot more than like a Catholic. Bro, have you ever met a angry Jewish lady? <laughs> like, there's no way. Yeah, she was being nice. You cannot, <laughs> and you cannot stop that force. Okay, okay that's that's for you. Yeah. And, and that, that comes from having the freedom to express, like, uh, any type of fe- uh, feelings in general. Like, you know, and Catholicism is just like, fucking, you belong to your husband and shit. And, like, it's a Jewish religion, I, from what I know, is you're not Jewish unless your mom's Jewish, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but like, a lot of that, on the matriarch. That all comes from year, like, hundreds and hundreds of years of oppression. Like, nah. like, there's a whole um, like women's socialist group, women's Jewish socialist group. If all the men, Jewish men, died, there would be able to be a Jewish women's army. Like, as in, like, kind of like they all are ready for that. Like, not not like, like violently. They're just like, we got the shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, we'll, we'll handle it. Yeah, do, do not like, care. Like yeah. this chick? Yeah, yeah. With the bang okay, and everything? Okay. You can do it. <laughs> that's what's up. I'll fuck with that. Well, it's kind of... That's... It's, like this chick with a bang You know what I'm talking about? Homegirl with yeah. the... They got her at the wash out every laundromat. Is this chick with the fucking other picture? You know, you can do it. Rosie the Riveter. That, yep. Yeah, yeah she's making rivets. <laughs> rivets and divots. No, but that's cool. That kind of gives me, like, Thor vibes. Hmm. Fuck yeah. It's just, like, no matter. Well, I mean, you know, there's, like, a lot of land disputes even, you know, now. But well, we it's just, like, that, yeah, no, 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 we'll say that for another, another fucking day. Yeah. But what I'm saying is it doesn't matter the land. It's more of, like, the people. It's, like, Asgard is a people. It's not a country. It's not a land. It's not an island. It's these are these people. We're Asgardians. Wherever we go, it doesn't matter. Just what we rap. Yeah, and you're like Jews are a monotheistic religion, but um, I, I was raised with a saying that um, you put two rabbis in a room to talk about one issue and they'll come out with hundreds of different opinions. Ah, so that's like yeah, a perfect that's example of like, that. our people. Mm, that's awesome, man. And that's kind of how it should be. Like, I don't want to knock someone for being like, a little bit more Jewish or less Jewish than I am mm-hmm. until it like impedes on our insane on, on your yeah on your shit mm-hmm. yeah it's like uh, it's like the Christian person is like always like what about you what about you like hey bitch chill like why are you why are you coming at me bro with the fucking religion dog like you know I'm here too I'm trying to do my thing you're so fucking Christian that you don't do this this and that don't judge me for not also partaking in that also, level of... I'm coming to buy some weed from a Hasidic Jew because mm-hmm. I got to see what this shit is about. Bro, it... it I, I'm curious. I want some weed blessed by a rabbi. Oh, like, some kosher kush? Bro. How is that not a thing yet, bro? bro. Is it a thing? 
You want to hear about Kosher Kush? Let's go. So Kosher Kush used to be called Juice. That's a green room sponsor. Sponsored by Kosher Kush. Kosher Kush used to be called Juice Gold. The weed used to be called Juice Gold. And the, we used to have Acapulco gold back in the day, bro. That was our shit. And the cannabis community thought it was too offensive, so they just called it kosher kush. And they're rotting with that. Yeah, I'm fine. I'll fuck with it. Right? Like, I'll call it juice gold, but you guys can't call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no, I call it kosher kush. I call it kosher um, That KK, bro. But back to Hasidic selling stuff, like, I think it's interesting. And I'm a Jew. Like, if, like... There's a um, a camera or a, a film production company called B and H, letters B and H, and that's a Hasidic company. So you can't buy anything on Sabbath, but they have so like they are such a well-run like. I mean, I'm they, sure they would buy. They, they got, got the orders. They got, got the order down, so that you don't have to. Order order yeah, that's pretty sick, man. It's pretty sick. I fuck with. This one, we got really deep into the Jewish bag, but yeah, I've talked about this since uh, he was cool. That's sick. <laughs> That's pretty sick. But uh, I fuck with the community, bro, that I see from like Jewish people. Like Jewish people fuck with each other, dog. It's so I know you. I know you feel this, bro. It's so hard to get your own people to fuck with you, dog. It's so fucking hard, and I notice Asians go hard for each other. Jewish people go hard for each other. And, and like, 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 yeah, and like Indian and like Armenian yeah. people, Middle Eastern, they go hard for each other. It's so fucking hard for me and Sean to get our own people to fuck with us, bro. It's crazy. You got it's you create. You have to create moments for um for people mm-hmm. to want to fuck with you. Yeah, like like back in the day, like when our people weren't allowed to do things, they created themselves. Damn, so you had to fuck with each other. So you had a Yiddish theater. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, you had to because other people weren't fucking with yeah. you. And on top of that, Yiddish wasn't even supposed to be the language of the Jewish people. That was just like, we don't want people to know about what we're talking about. Ah, that's, that's kind of cool. cool. I kind of like that, though. Slang. Yeah, it's slang, bro. <laughs> I don't want Instagram to catch up to what I'm doing right now. So let me just tell you, tap in... Nothing for sale. Hashtag motherfucking gas pump. <laughs> gas pump emoji. You know what it is. Tap inwardly. Damn, that was funny, huh? That was a. I don't know. I was just. I don't know. I was just bullshitting, bro. That was good. And now we're back to NPR news here in Washington. That was the new one, by. <laughs> Uh, yes, that was by Liu yep. Kang. This is a good episode. Hell yeah. Okay, can we do one thing that we planned before we get out of here? What do you mean, like, one thing that we planned? Yeah, no, that we planned already previously. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Let's talk about... First of all, I want to talk about the state of LA. It's a fucking mess right now, bro. Like, shit is going crazy. I won't even get super deep into it. But let's just say RIP to a whole bunch of people that were literally just doing their fucking thing, bro. Um, Can't get chicken and waffles out here. I have two conspiracies. They're both LA-based. Okay. One is about the city. The other one is about the Lakers. Oh. All right. Let me start with the city. I feel like motherfuckers just want us out of LA, bro. Like, I feel like a lot of people aren't getting convicted of shit and things are just happening and 
prices are going up and things are going on. And everybody, like, I grew up here, bro. Everybody I grew up with grew up here. We're all ready to get the fuck out of here, dog. <laughs> I feel like it's on purpose. I feel like they're making way for um, other people to move in. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, let's let things in. Rather than kick people out like they did with O Block. I were we recording? Did we get that on mic here? Because I feel like we, we recorded this episode a few times. But uh, if that's here, O Block, um, it got bought out and sold out and, and nobody's there anymore. And I feel like, uh, unfortunately, Chicago doesn't have like the representation LA does. So if they were to try to do something like that out here, we would raise hell. Hmm. I'm not yeah. sure how um, Chicago's wrong, but you got so many different municipalities here in LA that like it could happen in some places and not in others. Ah, gotcha. Rick Caruso for mayor. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, um, no, but like, you'll, no, you'll, you'll see, see in different parts, parts of LA the mall, like, that's kind of what I'm getting at, bro. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Like malls look really, really specific and it's yeah. literally because it was designed and made by one person. Yeah, yeah, no, the Grove, the Emerald, all that shit. Commerce. What I'm saying is, how like if I wanted to get rid of people and I didn't want to tell them to get the fuck out, I would just leave the heat on. Yeah. And let these motherfuckers sweat so bad to the point where we're like, you know what, I'm just gonna go home, bro. I don't wanna kick it here anymore. So I feel like that's kind of what's going on. Uh, I don't have a question for that. I'm just saying that's just how I feel. Now, let's move on to the Lakers. Oh, okay. Well, here's my theory about the the Lakers. Okay. The Lakers have been around since the beginning of the NBA. Uh, they weren't in the initial NBA. They were in the NBL. First, it was the NBL and the BBA, BBA, and they merged to become the NBA. The BBL. But, uh, <laughs> but in the first coming years, in the 1940s, when this league started, uh, the early 40s, the first five championships went to George Mikan and the Minneapolis Lakers. Oh, After they, uh, and when they moved to Los Angeles, uh, George Michael broke his leg and his hand in the finals and they didn't win. Do you know what year they would tell? Um, I believe 51. It might have been do, you, do you have the answer to that question, Max? Or are you just asking this this is right around the time. Close, it was uh, 1960. There you go. Okay, that's when they moved to LA. All right, so this is out. Uh, my timeline's wrong. But George Mike, George Mike, and when he got hurt and they stopped winning those first five championships, that's the start of that Second World War. Okay? Okay. Then they moved to the 60s. The Lakers don't win another championship until 69. Through the entire 60s was the Civil Rights Revolution. And then they go into the 70s. They win one at the beginning of the 70s and don't win another one until 1979-80. So then they start winning in the 80s, right? And they win all through the 80s, going through the finals. Then they get to the 90s, and Magic Johnson leaves. He gets 80s, and they don't win nothing. And the Rodney King riots happen, right? Then they, they go and they get Shaq and Kobe in the late 90s, and they win. But then when Shaq leaves, we get... George W. Bush is the president. Then Kobe comes back and he wins some championships. But then when Kobe retires in 2016, we get Donald Trump. Then when Donald Trump leaves uh, 
in 2020, we have LeBron win another championship when we get LeBron. Here's my theory. When the Lakers are good, the world, world is we're all good. The world is good. Ah, okay. And when the Lakers are bad, <laughs> the world is in disarray. Yeah. So it's a, that is fucking hilarious. They have like a cultural momentum that they're a part of. And they create these moments of um, positive change that people don't really realize until it's, it's, a, r- it's a ripple effect. <laughs> It's, it's like, like reverse trickle down. Like that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Root for the Lakers if you root for the. Yeah, if you really <laughs> fuck with U.S., you fuck with the Lakers. Bro. So what? Uh, so it's 2022 uh, right now. Brittany Griner is in prison. <laughs> Ukraine is being exactly. is worth Russia. So I'm gonna guess 229. We're pretty mid right now. 226 to 229. We're gonna have a Lakers domination. Yeah, there you go. That's what's up. We're gonna have a resurgence. Yeah. Oh, and also, uh, I guess Ukraine's gonna win the war. Then what does do other good things happen at that time? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. When the Lakers win, good things happen. Okay. You know, Ukraine's gonna push back on Russia. Okay. Putin's gonna be like, I was just joking. Right, Brittany Griner, they're gonna, we're gonna legalize weed in Russia. Brittany Griner's gonna be like, yo, what the fuck about me? And then, you know, they're gonna, she's gonna make an Instagram video. They're gonna let her go. Next thing you know, Bronny's playing with LeBron in LA. Everything's working. Fucking alley oop. Fucking slam dunk. Movie's over. Things are great. Confetti's falling, dude. Brittany Griner and I actually, um, we hooked up in college. <laughs> All right, this has been the Luke Kane King Day Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. It's been a great show. We had a good time. It was good. Uh, we're not sweating. Plug yourself. Let them know where where to go, where we at. Uh, my name is Max School. My apartment is August 9th, um, 2003. You can find me on Instagram at MaxEgram. That's M-A-X-E-G-R-A-M. And my show is The Green Room LA. That's one word. T-H-E-G-R-E-E-N-L-A. On Instagram, first Fridays at Venice. Hell yeah! At Oz Coffee. Uh, point upwards, so people know where to where to click. Oh, and of course, praise Jock. All right. There you oh go. wait. Uh, oh, yeah, um, to click, click and subscribe or like to, to, to swipe up. Click. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna try that. Just go like this. Just go like this. Maxi, Maxi Graham. Maxi Graham, right here. Boom.